welcome to the Dynasty Pros Waiver Wire Show. Brought to you by DynastyProsFootball.com, your source for everything Dynasty League football. And now, your hosts, Tommy and Levi. Welcome to the Dynasty Pro Waiver Wire Show. I'm Tommy Harvey, and I have co-host Levi Ellis on with me. How are you today, Levi? Man, I'm good, Tommy. How you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. Let's just go ahead and dive right into this thing, shall we? Yeah, sounds good. All right, buddy. Um, first things first. Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, tweeted out or, or told people that that he had a torn ACL, so he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Um, who on that offense do you go and pick up right now? Man, I think Higgins looked uh, really good this week with uh, OBJ being out. I mean, he's performed well in spot starts in the past, so I think Higgins is definitely going to have an uptick in value. Uh, but I also personally like uh, the tight end a lot. Um, the rookie, he you know, he came in, Harrison Smith, or Harrison Bryan, I mean, he came in, had a great week. He has flashed at times. Rookie tight ends don't typically do well, uh, you know, their rookie year, but uh, I was impressed with him uh, taking over for Hooper's spot. So I think we see a lot more of the tight ends as a whole, and I think Higgins is going to get more time too. I'd tell you what, I was actually more impressed with Harrison Bryant than I have been with Hooper all season. I, yeah, he, I thought he played. Good. I thought he played extremely well this past weekend. He did, man. He looked really good. Matter of fact, I went out and traded for Harrison Bryant in a league today, where we can still make trades even after games are played. Yeah. And uh, I gave up a third round rookie pick next year to get Harrison Bryant just because he was already a guy I liked. I just didn't expect him to have value his rookie season. And uh, yeah, he he looked great, man. Catching two cut two touchdown catches this week. So uh, I think the way they run the play action, I think Harrison Bryant. Uh, I think he's going to get some playing time. I would agree with that. I've been trying to get Harrison Bryant in a couple of different leagues and just haven't been able to for some reason. People see <laughs> it's a lot. Gonna be of, harder now. <laughs> yeah, people people have seen a lot in them, and you're right. It's just gonna be harder to get them now. For sure, man. All right. I kind of want to play a little bit of a game here with you. Um, we're gonna call it stud or dud here. Um, guys who are gonna who are gonna come in and help you win versus guys who aren't. Um, obviously, stud is guys who will help you. Dud is guys who won't. Um, okay. Let's just start this off here. Chase Edmonds, what do you think of him? Man, he's a stud. This dude, he is, uh, I think he's always had the talent. He's just finally getting the opportunity. I think back to his rookie year when he was drafted a few years ago, the GM came out and said that they had such a high grade on him, they compared him to LaDainian Tomlinson. Now, that may have been going a little far in his analysis, but uh, I've always liked Chase Edmonds. I'm a big Kenyon Drake fan too, but uh, Edmonds is going to have a chance now, and I think he performs. Well, it doesn't hurt that Drake has been absolutely horrible for most of this season either. Man, you're you're not joking. He had a, he had a breakout game last week against the Cowboys, but everybody breaks out against the Cowboys, and I told Bob the same thing last week, and I think I mentioned it to you also. I think it was on, on on the same podcast where everybody breaks out against the Cowboys, and Drake just happened to be that guy last week. Man, you're right. He uh, the Cowboys defense has been terrible this year, and Drake looked good. But you know they keep getting Edmonds out in space, and he's going to get all the opportunities now. So uh, I think Chase Edmonds. I mean, he could be a league a league winner this year. I mean, especially with Drake out for multiple weeks. Yes, sir. If Edmonds comes in and, and, and outperforms what Drake has been doing, Edmonds could be the guy moving forward there. So. Yeah, he most definitely. He may be the uh, the option A even once Drake is back. Okay. Well, let's move on to the San Francisco backfield. Uh, what do you what do you see in Jamichael Hasty? Man, he performed well this week. Uh, you know, he has um, uh, had a few opportunities this week. I think it was nine carries, and I'm trying to pull it up here. Nine carries, 57 yards. Even had a catch for 16 yards. 
uh, Jamichael Hastings, I mean, this, this 49ers backfield, uh, you can't go wrong. Whoever's the lead guy in any season with Kyle Shanahan seems to perform and perform well. So I think Hasty and McKinnon are both going to split some touches, but he's absolutely a guy I'd want to own at this point. When you got Mostert out for multiple weeks and, and you got um, uh, Jeff Wilson now out for multiple weeks, I think Hasty and McKinnon both are guys to own. Do you think Coleman comes in and takes some of that shine? I do think that Coleman's probably going to get a few carries, but, I, man, I don't know about you, but Coleman has not looked good this year at all. Um, I was a big Tevin Coleman supporter a few years ago when he was with the Falcons, and I thought the guy had a lot of talent. But he has just not performed well. So I don't know if it's been injury. I don't know if he's just not a, a good fit anymore. I don't know if he's lost some of his athletic ability. But um, I, I personally think Hasty and McKinnon are the guys to go with. Okay, so you've gone stud with the first two. I, 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 got, I got one coming up here for you. I'm really interested to see see, okay. see your opinion <laughs> on Uh The Jets running back, LaMichael Piron. Yeah, man, I'm going to have to say dud, and this is really more about my opinion of the Jets' offense than it is LaMichael Piron. I think Piron can be a good pass catcher. I think he's a guy that can, um, you know, go out and, and maybe get you a few points, but there's just no part of that Jets' offense that I want anything to do with this year uh, outside of Jamison Crowder maybe. Uh, P. Ryan did come in, had 11 carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown. He also had uh, two catches on three targets for 16 yards. If I'm not mistaken, P. Ryan was a college uh, wide receiver. They converted him to running back. So I think they're, you know, again, him being the pass catcher on that offense could have some value. But, man, it's the Jets. It's just hard to hard to go with anybody on that roster. Well, I, I was never overly impressed with P. Ryan even when he was in college at Florida. I, I just never thought he was a very good back there. Um, yeah. He he had his moments where he was okay, but I just I never felt he was anything special there. Um, speaking of the Jets, what about Denzel Mims coming off his his first game of the season? What do you think of him? Man, I think I'm gonna have to say dud on him too. And again, it's more about the Jets than it is Mims. You know, Mims coming out of college, he's got some athletic. Uh, talent for sure but he's a raw prospect you know he's going to need some time and I'm not exactly sure he's getting the coaching or the environment to uh you know just to make him be a productive NFL player I'd much rather have Mims in a best ball league than I would in a regular league because it'd just be hard to know which week to start the guy so um he's a he's an intriguing dynasty asset but I don't think he's a player that I'd be wanting to roll out right now I'd have to be really desperate yeah man I'm I'm telling you, I I am fading everybody in that in, in that Jets offense. Anybody who is associated with Adam Gase, I will no part you of. Both man, yeah, Adam Gase. It seems like he just ruins uh, playmakers. You know, everybody. There's a long list of guys that have performed well once they get away from Adam Gase. So, um, you know, hopefully it's just a matter of a few more games before they cut Gase loose. I can't believe he's still coaching, but uh, I feel bad for all these players. All right, I I have a guy coming up right here that. I, I took in a lot of leagues, and I was extremely high on him. And he 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 produced until he got hurt. Um, it's Alan Lazard of the Packers. Man, he is a guy that I think could be stud. I mean, we saw it early in the season before he got hurt. Uh, they got to throw the ball to someone in that offense. It can't just be Devontae Adams in the backs. Uh, Lazard, uh, I'm curious when he comes back from injury, A, is he healthy, and B, how much do the tight ends take away from him? But I still think Lazard is, is absolutely a guy you want to go out and pick up off your waiver wires right now if he's available. Uh, just from what we saw early in the season, if he replicates that success, I mean, he's a guy that can win you some weeks for sure. I absolutely agree. Uh, Marcus Valdez-Scantling hasn't looked special at all. He's looked nope. really pedestrian and 
almost non-rosterable. Um, sure. Alan Lazard was that number two receiver early in the season. I think he picks up when he comes back. Uh, speaking of one? coming back off injury, uh, Sterling Shepard, he, he looked pretty good yesterday in that game for the Giants. Man, he did. Sterling Shepard, uh, you know, back off the IR, he's probably the most uh, talented or consistent wide receiver. I do think Darius Slayton has a lot of talent. I think Golden Tate has talent. A big issue is the offense, but uh, he seemed to, Sterling Shepard came back, seemed to have an instant connection with Daniel Jones. The only thing that I'm curious is, is what do the Giants do with the trade deadline coming up? Is Sterling Shepard a player they deal away? A lot of rumors about Golden Tate. I don't think they moved Darius Slayton since he's uh, just in year two of his rookie contract, but uh, man, imagine if Sterling Shepard got moved to a to a wide receiving wide receiver needy team, how special he could be when he stays healthy. That's always been his knock. He's got to stay healthy. I agree. He he uh, he has all he has the intangibles. He has the talent. Um, like you said, it just takes him being being healthy for him to be able to show that talent. Um, here here's a rookie I'm very intrigued by. Um, I I wasn't really all that high on him going into the draft, but the, the more I, I've seen him play the better he looks, and that's Brandon Ayuk. Man, you know, six hours ago or eight hours ago, I would have said dud on this, but now the Debo Samuel news is out. He's going to miss a few weeks. Brandon Ayuk had another good game last week. I'm going to say stud. I mean, he's going to step into an offense with no Debo now, so he's, you know, outside of George Kittle. He's going to be the number one uh, receiving target, I would imagine, at least the number one receiver. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Ayuk, he actually reminds me a lot of Debo Samuel. You know, he's a guy that they can run on those jet sweeps. He's good with the ball in his hands. Um, if they get him in space, I think he's even more special. So Brandon Ayuk is, is absolutely a guy I'm interested in acquiring right now. Not only that, but as long as he's able to show he's able to stay healthy, he he's going to end up being that number one receiver over Debo because Debo can't stay healthy. Yep, he he wasn't right. able to stay healthy in college either. Yep, you're right, man. If Debo, you know, Debo missing some time here, if Brandon Ayuk gains the coaching staff's trust and Jimmy Garoppolo's trust, uh, there's, there's, you know, big reason to believe he's the number one receiver even when Debo comes back. You're right, man. Okay, and, uh, the next guy, Nelson Aguilar. He's been putting up some big splash plays for, for, for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, what do you think about Aguilar? Does he have any type of potential in this offense moving forward? Man, I think as long as they have wide receiver injuries uh, with Brian Edwards right now, for example, Henry Ruggs has battled health issues. I think as long as they have health issues at wide receiver, Aguilar is going to have the opportunity to score points. You know, the issue is I don't know if it can be consistently, but uh, he's kind of been having, you know, it's like he's had a rejuvenated career now that he's joined uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Nine targets yesterday, five catches, 107 yards and a touchdown. We've heard Gruden come out this offseason and say that Aguilar has been a guy that's really impressed him. He seems to have a connection with Derek Carr. So if I needed to start a guy and Brian Edwards or Henry Ruggs were going to be out for the week, I, I would put Aguilar in there. Now, if, if Ruggs and Edwards are both there, I'd be a little bit more cautious to see what I thought the, uh, you know, who's going to be the starter and, and uh, is it going to be a game they got to, you know, have a shootout. But, but yeah, I think he's starter worthy. So you, you'd have him in the, in the stud category right now? Yeah, I guess, man, it's as terrible um, or as hard as it is for me to say the word stud with Nelson Aguilar, I'm going to have to, if we're saying stud attributes to a potential starter, I'm going to have to go with stud, man. Okay, next guy is somebody who is seemingly a week on and a week off as far as his production goes, and that's Eric Ebron. Is, Is Ebron a stud or is he a dud? Man, you described it great. One week on, one week off. It just seems like that's every week with Ebron, and 
Uh, I'm going to have to go dud. You know, I know tight end's a tough position this year, and Ebron is a guy that you could roll out there. At least you know if it's his week or not. He's going to, you know, if it's his week, he's going to get you points. But there's so many pass catchers in that offense. Ebron has never lived up to his potential. So, I mean, I think you could do worse than Ebron, but uh, he's not a guy that I'm running to the waiver wire to find, man. Okay, speaking of tight ends right here, tight end, especially this year, is a – complete dumpster fire you don't know what you're getting from week to week is drew sample somebody who who's worthy of being picked up so in dynasty leagues i'm all about grabbing drew sample because i do think he could have long-term value in that offense with with joe burrow but um from a from a redraft perspective he's just not a guy that i'm real interested in he had a big i think it was week two early on in the season he's been quiet uh or mia until last week and uh, I think that that's going to go in cycles. You know, this team has so many talented pass catchers there with A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins coming on. And so I just have concerns. I mean, he did have six targets, five catches, 52 yards. Uh, you know, Drew Sample was no more of a blocker in college and coming out to the pros. I think he's being used out of necessity at this point. Uh, they were, you know, they were trailing by a lot of points last week. No Joe Mixon. Keep that in mind. Joe Mixon is uh, really turned into a – uh, a great pass catching back for them, so I'm going to list Drew Sample as a dud. All right, uh, that that's going to do it for the stutter dud portion of tonight. Um, let's go ahead and move into guys who can be, well, not necessarily can be dropped, but we can discuss it if they're droppable or not. Um, sure. The first guy is uh, Gardner Minshew. What do you think of Gardner Minshew right now? Man, I like Gardner Minshew a lot. I like him as, you know, that, that chip on his shoulder, that sixth-round rookie. I, I'm real interested in him in Dynasty Leagues. But the Jags, the Jags just are having a rough season. I mean, we, we knew they would. There's a lot of lack of talent. He does have some talented weapons around him. But in terms of a redraft league, especially a 10-team or 12-team, one-quarterback league, Gardner Minshew is definitely a guy you should drop. There's, there's easily nine or 11 better quarterbacks out there to start on a weekly basis, in my opinion. He's just not getting it done with his feet this year. You know, that was kind of a sneaky thing about him last year. And uh, he's just – DJ Chark has not looked great. Uh, Gardner Minshew has not looked great. So, uh, yeah, redraft leagues, I'm dropping him. Well, the crazy thing about Minshew is he's putting up decent fantasy points – but yep. but on field production it just doesn't seem to be there to the point where he may get benched and if he gets benched I want no part of him obviously man you that's exactly right reports came out this week or prior to the games they may bench him soon and that's that's a big part of what scared me away is you know I don't want to start a quarterback and him get pulled at halftime um, you know that's not the kind of week I'm I'm looking for big reason why I, I never could commit to Ryan Fitzpatrick you know every once in a while a couple times a year he has that three four interception game he gets pulled at halftime and uh, you know, I want my quarterback to play the whole game. Yep. So, yep, you're right, man. You mentioned playing the whole game. Cam Newton got pulled yesterday. He's yeah. a guy that, that, that could be 100% droppable right now. He has not looked good since after week two. Man, you are right. Cam Newton, what has happened to this Patriots offense? It started off first couple weeks of the season. Cam Newton looked good. Uh, they were in a shootout with Seattle. Um, and all of a sudden, there's not one single player I want to own on this Patriots offense. And, and Cam Newton, as tough as it is to say it, I mean, if you need a roster spot, there's certainly better quarterbacks to grab right now. I don't know if they're going to get back to, you know, running a, a, a more of a Cam Newton offense soon where he just runs the ball more. But when they're pass catchers, you know, Nikhil Harry got hurt early in the game. Julian Edelman must be playing hurt or something, or it's the age catching up with him. He hasn't looked good all year. Uh, I mean, Demir Bird is going out and running – 
you know, uh, 90% of the routes. So uh, that tells you this, this team is really um, lacking offensive weapons at this time. And, and uh, it's kind of hard for Cam to take off and run if they don't have any receivers to, you know, that they need to cover. So. Yeah. And the last three games he has played, he, he just, he has just over 25 total fantasy points. He's not, that's not average. That is total fantasy points. That's, that is not good. I mean, that, that's under nine points a game. That's pretty awful. That is super awful. You know, if I'm in a dynasty league, Cam Newton is a great buy low candidate and I don't expect Cam Newton to play five or six more years. I expect him to play two or three more with the, with his play style. But yeah, redraft leagues, He's a guy that you either want to bench and hope he gets catches fire later in the season, or you need to drop him and pick someone else up. He certainly should not be your starting quarterback right now. I mean, I don't even know if, if you're able to start him in super flex leagues right now with averaging under nine points a game the last few weeks. Man, I agree. It would be really, really tough to uh, to roll Cam Newton out there and have any kind of faith at all right now. Yeah. Uh, speaking of guys who I, I just don't have any faith in, Sam Darnold. He's got nothing around him. I mentioned earlier I want no part of anybody in that offense, especially with Adam Gase still there. Sam Darnold, in in, in the five games he has started this year, has 55 total fantasy points. 11 points a game from your from a quarterback is horrendous. I want no part of that. Man, you're, you're right. Sam Darnold, and again, I, I... – I think he's probably a good dude, but uh, he's got Adam Gase there. They've got lack of talent and playmakers around him. Uh, you know, I feel like ever since he had – I was talking to my buddy about this last night. Ever since they had that game, I don't remember if it was Sunday night football or Monday night football last year, and, he, you know, the seeing ghost comments. just seems like he's been different ever since. It seems like, you know, teams know to get after him now, pressure him, and, uh, you know, and then he kind of falls apart. I, I'm curious to see, you know, after this season, if the Jets get the first pick and, and – you know, they go quarterback there, Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I'm curious to see if Sam Darnold actually goes to a, um, you know, a, a, an NFL team that has any kind of, um, you know, good reputation that can do something with him. If he went to New Orleans, if he went to Pittsburgh, if he went to a team like that, I'm curious if Sam Darnold could turn things around. But as of right now, yeah, I want no part of the guy. I mean, I think Darnold is talented. Um, sure. I, I, I don't know if he has the right um, – mind frame to be able to be a starting NFL quarterback though sure you're right man he's uh he's definitely not a guy you want any part of right now that's for sure um we mentioned Jeffrey Wilson earlier he's injured uh looks like he's going to the IR um do you keep him or do you just cut bait I think it's as simple as this if you have an IR spot you know if you if you have a an empty spot or your league allows IR I just throw him on the IR because it's easy thing to do make that decision later. But uh, if you don't have an IR spot available because someone else has taken it up or your league doesn't allow it, I drop him because I think by the time he's back, Mostert's back also, and this backfield could get real complicated real quick. If if Coleman comes back and performs well, if Hasty performs well, if McKinnon takes the job and runs away with it, no matter what, you're looking at at least a three-headed monster by the time he makes it back. Now, if you're in a dynasty league, I hold on to Jeff Wilson. Uh, just to see. There's no telling what happens after this season. But, uh, yeah, if I can't stash him, I'm cutting him. Well, he just seems to be a guy that they don't even really believe in a whole lot. I, I mean, agree. They put him on – I mean, he keeps bouncing on and off their practice squad. It, it just doesn't seem like they have a whole lot of faith in the guy. No. I just feel like, you know, Kyle Shanahan, like I mentioned earlier, it's, uh, the, the running backs are kind of a dime a dozen for him. He takes average running backs or average talent – in the running back position, and he turns them into 
um, you know, which they seem like superstars. And um, we've seen that with him time and time again throughout his career, even if you think back to the Alfred Morris days, you know, when he was in Washington. So, uh, yeah, I think Wilson's a guy you can cut loose. All right. Uh, James Washington with Pittsburgh. Um, I just see way too many guys ahead of him. Um, is James Washington the guy who's able to be cut? Yep. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, James Washington. I cut him right now just because the other three guys are healthy. When you got Deontay Johnson, Juju, and Claypool all healthy in front of him, uh, James Washington just isn't going to get the opportunities. Now, if I cut him loose and one of those guys gets hurt in the next game, he's a he's a guy that I absolutely am thinking about picking up. You know, he's a he can stretch the defense and. Uh, it only takes him one long pass to be fantasy worthy of the week, but uh, yeah, right now he's not a guy I can play with the other three in the lineup. Yeah, it, you you always have to monitor uh, Deontay Johnson's health, also. Um, For sure, he, he's a guy who can be in and out of the lineup just week to week with him. Um, we mentioned earlier we we were, we really want nothing to do with in, any any New England Patriots right now. Julian Edelman, he's been a, he, he's been a super stud for a long time now, but. In that offense, he he's not getting anything thrown his way. Um, what do you think of Edelman? Are we just dropping him right now, too? Yep, we're dropping him, man. There's no reason to keep him around. This offense has looked terrible. He has not looked good. Cam has not looked good. Uh, until he proves otherwise to me, uh, roster spots I, I view as a valuable commodity. I'd much rather have a guy that's looking good right now who I would feel comfortable starting than Julian Edelman. There's a league I actually own, Edelman and Nikhil Harry, and it just turned out that way. Best player on the board, I ended up with both of them, and they're both killing me right now, but there's not anyone better on my waiver wire in that particular league. So uh, if there's no one good worth picking up, then then whatever. I guess hold on to them. But I, every single week, I, I want to drop both guys. There's just no one to no one to go out and get. So. Yeah, it, it just has to be a deep, deep roster in order to be able to keep them on. Yep on your team at all um all right the last guy we have on here is dalton schultz of the cowboys um to me it almost seems as if it's a wait and see with him you know until we know how the quarterbacks are going to start using him moving forward he was really Dak's safety blanket uh for those first couple weeks Dak got hurt obviously um do you see any any real future with him um with uh, Andy Dalton or Ben DiNucci starting there? Man, I think I think you're kind of right on the on the wait and see just because, you know, a lot of times if DiNucci starts, for example, younger quarterbacks, a lot of times they look for that safety valve of the tight end and uh, Dalton Schultz could have some meaningful snaps. Now I'm curious to see how DiNucci plays to see if he can actually get him the ball. But uh, I would probably hold on. Like right now, as terrible as it sounds, I'd rather have Dalton Schultz and Eric Ebron and – and I know it's hard to kind of justify that because Ebron's playing with better quarterback play uh, and has tons of weapons around him, just like Dalton Schultz does. But I feel like Dalton Schultz may actually have more talent um, or be able to perform with that talent better than Ebron. So, yeah, it's a wait and see, but you very, mel- very well may be just delaying the inevitable. He may be a guy that you need to drop the next week. Um, you know, and then again, unless you can, unless there's a better option out there, I'd probably hold hold him for now. I mean, I completely agree with that. Um that looks like that, that. Like that's all we're gonna have this tonight. Um, that that was a, a pretty uh, easy and quick show. Um, I, uh, man, that that was nice and quick. I I really like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it goes. It, it went it went a lot quicker. That's for sure. Oh, definitely. Well, that's gonna do it for tonight, um, Levi. Unless you have something else you want to discuss. <laughs> um, 
Otherwise, you know I, mean? I, I think those are the guys to go out and get this week. I mean, we talked about some of the main ones. Chase Edmonds is my number one target for the week. He's a guy that I'm willing to go out and spend, you know, 75%, maybe even more of my remaining fab if he, if he's available. He's not available in a lot of leagues, and, and they are going to be on bye this week. But uh, with Drake out for a few weeks, Edmonds is the guy to go out and get this week. So Edmonds is your top priority this week. He is my top priority. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that sounds good. Well, everybody, we will see you next week, and thank you for tuning in. Have a great night, guys.